Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? This is the El Nino podcast. I'm Eladio Nino, and this is Real Everyday People. So, listen, man, um, yesterday I had a wonderful experience. Um, we were in the Cinco de Mayo parade on Werner. We started over there from, uh, Mullane and Werner all the way down to West Grand Boulevard and Werner. Um, uh, it was such a wonderful experience, you know, to see the whole community come out after, you know, going through a pandemic. And then like, it was just like, we were actually in the parade. Shout out to the DHDC, uh, my brother, LA landscaping, my sister-in-law, the babe cave down river, check her out. We had DNR construction there, you know, of course, El Nino podcast. Like it was just beautiful, man, to have all the family in there and, you know, and, and, and the DHDC represented to the fullest. And it was just, I almost got emotional, man, just because. Because, you know, it was just beautiful to see the community out like that and everybody supporting each other, man. And, uh, you know, celebrating um, for more reasons than one, you know. So, uh, you know, that that was just a blessing for me and, and everybody that was involved. Whether you were a spectator or you were in the parade, it was an absolute blessing to see that kind of unity within our community, man. So uh, today we got an awesome guest. My brother, my man, Dwayne Taylor. You know, he's been out What's here up? doing What's his up? thing, boy. Trying to, man. I'm trying to. My man, bro. So you know, um, I don't, I don't even want to, I don't even want to speak on you, man. I, I want you to speak for yourself, man. You know what I mean? Because it's so much, you know, good I could say about you, brother. But, but go ahead and let them have it, man. Man, I appreciate it, man. My name is Dwayne Taylor. Um, I grew up in Southwest Detroit, born and raised. Uh, I'm a professional boxer. I'm three and zero. Looking to go four and zero. May 13th, May baby. 13th, man. We a little bit, what, 10 days, 11 days, just a little bit past two weeks now. Um, I'm excited, man. Um, yeah, we're going to be at the Sound Bar turned up May 13th. If you get a chance, man, go ahead and cop you some tickets if it's oh, any yeah. left. You know, me and the fam, we're going to be there, you know what I'm saying, representing for Thanks, you, bro, man. you know what I mean? And uh, I love seeing you work, man. I done been to two of your fights, and I'm, I'm talking about, bro, you go in there, you take care of business, man. Got to, I admire man. the way you be so focused, dog. You be in that bitch just working, dog, you know? Got to, man, got to. Uh, <clears throat> In the early stages right now, I can't can't afford to play with nobody. You know, I get them out of there if they if they going, they going. You know. So who is uh who's your next opponent? Uh, my next opponent, his name is Keaton Gatsmere. Keaton Gatsmere, yeah, okay. We, what kind of record he got? He from the neighborhood too? Nah, he from like Clarkston or something like that, or oh, kind of okay. like Mountain Clemens. I don't know where he from for real, but um, nah, he, he uh he a professional MMA fighter. This is first okay. time transitioning over to to boxing. He gonna be making his debut, but. You know, okay. he called me out. He went on Facebook after my last fight. Got what? the tag in me. Doing what? all types of stuff. Yeah, so it's, okay. it's, uh, he made it a little personal. So it's going okay. to be a fun. <laughs> okay, then. Gonna I'm going to look forward to seeing you work, bro, for sure, man. Definitely, man. I, yep. can't, I can't wait to get my hands on him. Shout out to Michael Fatrell, man. He's another oh, yeah, brother definitely. from the My boy D Mike, what's the deal? Too. I don't know him in person. I got him on Facebook, but I see he doing his thing, man. Definitely, man. And, you know, I support you know all all the brothers, man. Hell you know, yeah, and man. the sisters. Everybody that's got their own businesses. Everybody with talent. Everybody that's working, is grinding, is hustling, just trying to you know move forward and get it done, man. I much love to y'all. Salute you guys, and definitely. and I'm in the race with y'all. You know what I'm definitely, saying? Definitely, man. We all we Shit, all. Shit, I get there. Together, we man. all get there, baby. We you all know? stronger together. Yeah, but yeah. Shout out the D Mike man he got a lot of stuff going on you know he got the little youth boxing um I mean uh youth wrestling league going on right now oh he got, yeah he got some little champions you know what I'm saying my, my little cousin wrestled with them so he be um he be putting them through it for that's sure that's dope man I be loving it when I see the youth getting busy like that you know what I'm saying because you got to cultivate them for that you know prepare them for that physical you mm -hmm. know uh combat but it's just it's it's so uh it's it's so mind um altering you know what i'm saying yeah. as far as you know you have to go into the mind you got to go into the spirit you know what i'm saying you got to find the fight in you you know what i'm saying and focus bro that's what i love is the training aspect of Hell it you yeah. know you and be, to see them kids doing that dog gotta, gotta be real disciplined you know and it's good to start, start them off that young that's that's amazing, bro. I wish I could have started that young, man. Mm -hmm. Especially these kids, they pick up so fast on everything, you know, and it's like second nature to them. They just boom, boom, boom. They just get right in line. You know? What time, how old were you when you started uh, getting getting into the sport? Uh, 
I was probably about 13, 14 when I started boxing. 13, um, 14 years yeah, old. Yeah, like, it wasn't like me signing up at no gym or nothing like that. It was just me and the homies from the neighborhood. We had boxing, <laughs> it was boxing gloves. And authentic just, to the bubble, you hear me? You know, we was watching YouTube videos, you know, and just teaching each other. Pretty much holding mitts for each other, sparring, all that. And then we just took off from there. Did you know anybody that coached you guys that actually had history in boxing or... Or anything like that, because you know you always got that uncle or that old head. boy. I already know something. I hit you like these. Nah, and that, and you got not, re not really. It was just it was us. It was uh, it was mm -hmm. you guys taught each, each other. other pretty much. Yeah, yeah. And it's tough, always man. been like that. Um, even leading up to to where I'm at now. Um, World's Best is my first boxing gym. Uh, where I'm where I'm at right now. Shout out to World's Best. Today's my uh, coach's birthday. Happy birthday, Coach J. Um, but yeah. That's my first gym that I ever actually signed up to and actually been at. Um, everything else I've been. Where was that at. located at? Uh, it's on Schoolcraft and Schaefer area. It's like okay, yeah, it's right off of Schaefer. Um, but yeah, everything else I've been, you know, just grinding. Had a gym set up in my garage and just been self-taught. So you work at a gym. And you live with a gym in the gym. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So everything you do is work. Got to man. I, 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 I got, uh, that's dedication, bro. Got to. Bro. I don't know where you find the energy. You hear me? I got tired just you talking about man, <laughs> all that damn work. Made me like, tired. I said shit. It don't feel like nothing for real, man. When you love doing it, it don't. It don't really feel like work or nothing like that. So no doubt just, about it, man. Love being around it. Yep, I understand, man. Hey, so um, did you hear about uh Mike Tyson lumping somebody up in the airplane? Yeah, I seen oh, that. Oh man, what do you think about that, bro? Man, you gotta leave people alone, man. You just trying to ride up, ride the plane, man. You all nagging them and nagging shit. So, man, so I see the man. video, bro, and I was like, what was this guy thinking, man? You know, and 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 Mike, we Mike Tyson was, you know, trying to just be tolerant, be mm -hmm. humble, be grown about things until he didn't. You know yes. what I'm saying? You can only push a motherfucker so far. You but what do you think? Yeah, what do you think that a, a person in the right mind though would antagonize Mike Tyson? Like, did they not believe that this shit is real? You know man, what I'm saying? In the, in the times that we live in right now, mm -hmm. man, everybody just feel invincible. You know. Imagine if Mike Tyson didn't smoke weed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He would still be fine on everybody. Imagine you know? if they weren't in that little airplane space. It would have been mm -hmm. bad. He's supposed to be boxing soon again, Mike Tyson. What's the uh, Paul or something? What's yeah, Logan name? Paul or something like that. I've seen that. Yeah, yeah man. That's crazy. Man, Mike's still fighting. That'd be dope, And he man, getting practice at the airport in the airplanes. That youth, man. That youth. That youth something else. I don't know, man. Mike Tyson still can get busy, but... Man, hey, I see the before and the after picture. Dog was lumped up, sitting there looking goofy looking as hell. Stupid. <laughs> like, damn, what I get myself into, man. But, yeah, you just gotta leave people alone, man. Especially when they just trying to enjoy their time, you know, be peaceful. He ain't wanna bother nobody. Mm -hmm. Just leave that man alone. So let me ask you something, man. How many pro fights do you have to fight before you can qualify for like a title? Uh, I don't think it's really no number for real. Um, it's all about getting out there, you know, who sees you, um, and and what, how how fast you can climb up the rankings. You know, it's like it's no real number mm -hmm. for real. And I was surprised because I asked you like, how often do you fight? And you like as often as I want to. Yeah, and I was man. like, damn, I didn't know that. I thought you had, you were required to take like a certain amount of break or something. Nah, um, you can bounce back as quick as two weeks. So damn, yeah, if I if. I get out of these fights, no injuries, no nothing. You know, I, I'm trying to bounce back. You know, I'd rather keep everything and treat everything like one big camp than take a camp, get this fight, and then act like I celebrate. And then now I got to get back in shape. Now I'd rather stay in shape. And you never know when you're going to get that good, that big call. So. Like they say, man, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Definitely. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. So, like, where, like, like, what do you think, like, a year from now, three years, five years, like, what is your short-term, long-term goals for boxing? Man, I already sat down and had that talk with myself, man. Two years, I see myself fighting for a world title. So, okay, my man, I like that. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm trying to stay as active and as busy as I can, you know, open to any sparring, um, any knowledge anybody can give me. I'm open for it all, man. I'm an open book. I'm a student of the game, you know. I ain't going to never be... Never That's, feel like I learned too much, you know, so I'm trying to soak it all up as I go and give myself two years. I'll be fighting for a world title. 
My man, listen, bro, as long as you continue to think like that and live like that, bro, you're going to go, you're going to live long and you're going to be prosperous, bro. You know what I'm it, saying? Man. Because you already have a wealth of, of knowledge, of consciousness, of self-awareness, bro. You know what I mean? Like that, that is, that shit is priceless, bro. It's people that never reach that point of enlightenment. It's people that live their whole life trying to be something or somebody that they not yeah. and never get the opportunity to discover who they truly are. Yeah, you man. know, so for you to be there and be in tune with yourself and in the flesh and in the spirit, bro, that's a gift. That's a blessing. Definitely. That's powerful, bro. Yeah, man. It's just it's life did that to me. I gotta give majority of that thanks to the uh to the pandemic for real, man. The pandemic really broke me down for real, man. It had me, you know, messed man. up in the crib, fat, lazy, you know, walked past the mirror, looked at myself. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I don't say it. I was, I was 194 pounds, man. 194 pounds. I ain't never been that big. Usually, I'm walking around 150, 154. Damn, you was 194, bro. 194. You was like two of you. Man, not even noticing. I'm just like two let, or three of you right now. Letting everything go by. It's all you know, good, though. Letting everything go by. Just drinking milkshakes, playing the game every day. You know, just living and then mm -hmm. the pandemic but then i had that just getting through the struggle that's what yeah. we was raised get through it no matter how thick the mud is just get through the shit mm -hmm. you know whatever you got to do to get by yeah, one yeah. day at a time Definitely. you know for me when the pandemic hit I, it was like you know I, i'm accustomed to seclusion i'm yeah. accustomed to you know being you know in prison yeah so when i came home bam i walked straight into a pandemic and everybody was panicking because they didn't know what to do they didn't know how to stop they ain't know how to sit still. Mm -hmm. You know, the people of, of, of America, bro, we all, we like robots, bro. We like machines. We always work and we don't get no breaks. We don't take no days off. So when the pandemic hit, people just did not know what to do with themselves. And they was no. panicking. They was dealing with trauma. There was all kinds of divorce, domestic violence, all kinds of shit going on. Because now you got to sit at home and get to, mm -hmm. you know, deal with your family, your kids, your everything, the, you know. Yeah. And then you start learning a lot about your, your partner, your family, even your yourself mm -hmm. you know that was the big part for me man learning myself you know the pandemic forced you to think you ain't got nothing to do but think you can't go outside you can't go be around your homies you can't do nothing so you, i just had to think man and then mm -hmm. just had that conversation with myself like shit the younger me would have been disappointed in myself at the mm -hmm. position i was in you know i wasn't i wasn't happy you know i, I was disappointed in myself i was like man I got to do something. So, I'm and that's one thing I could say about the pandemic, bro, is it brought out the worst in people, but it also brought out the best in people, bro. Because I hadn't seen so many people, small business people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When things started getting back to normal, all of a sudden, everybody's got their own business in one form or another, bro, which was a blessing. Definitely. You know, a lot of people that were responsible and utilized that pandemic money, that them stimulus checks and actually invested in something. They just mm -hmm. like the world needed a break. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Everybody needed a break, bro. And I feel like that was God's way of giving everybody a break and giving everybody a shot. Reset, you either made yourself. it work or you blew it. And, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Definitely. The world just needed a reset. Everybody just needed to. Bro, I started my podcast show. during a pandemic and thrived, and bro. Look at you, you know now, what man. I mean? Love amazing, it. Bro. So blessed. It's beautiful, bro. Hell yeah. Definitely, man. My day starts with gratitude every day, bro. Every day I'm grateful to, for man. everything I got, man. Because I know where I just came from. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, man. It's, it's a blessing every day to just wake up and be here. You know, get the opportunity to go do something. So you got to take full advantage of it. No matter what. That's what I do every day. I wake up and take full advantage of the day. No matter if I don't feel like training, I don't feel like I'd rather be at home. I nah, let's get up. Let's go do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes those be the best days, you know, when I'm on them days where I don't feel like going to the gym or I'm like, man, I feel like shit today. But I go to go to the gym and have one of the best performances ever. So that's what separates you from the rest, man. You know what I'm saying? Is is diligence, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it, it that's a mind state, bro. Yeah. You know, and that's what that's what separates common men from warriors. You know? Yeah. And I, I was just I just had a, a healing circle with the youth at work last week. And um and I was teaching them. Well, I asked them what was a warrior, what defined a warrior to them. Yeah. Naturally, they said somebody who fights, somebody who's a killer and all these things. 
And I say, you know, I understand that society has painted warriors as to be savage. Mm -hmm. I said, but there are warriors uh, like us, you know what I'm saying, um, who have integrity to be of your word, to have empathy, you know what I'm saying, to be a protector, mm -hmm. you know, to be educational, to, you know, have the best interests of your people, yourself, your community, your household. Like, those are warriors. I was telling, like, you got single mothers raising kids. You got mothers and fathers working, you know, and they're tired and they're wore out, but mm -hmm. they keep on pushing and they work 10 and 12 hours so they can give you guys a life that they didn't have before. Those are warriors, you know Definitely. what I'm saying? Like, like, they don't just come in savage forms, you know? You know, Definitely. anybody who pushes through, you know what I mean, and has a higher purpose in life is a warrior, you know? Hell yeah. Definitely, man. So shout out to all the warriors out there. Definitely, man. Keep going. Keep going. Them days you don't feel like going, keep going, man. And if you Mickey Mouse, man, get your shit together. <laughs> I swear to God. You either sink or swim, you hear me? Yeah, man. <laughs> Thank you for having me, though, for sure, man. I appreciate it. No, man, it's it's definitely a you know a privilege for me, man. I love that you know we connected. You know what I'm saying? Because I wanted to bring you over to the uh, to the DHDC, you know, to kind of build with some of the youth. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, just having you here, you know, is, is an honor for me, bro. And then seeing you work, like I just love breaking down barriers and building bridges and building definitely. bonds with people, bro. Yeah. Definitely. You know? yeah. Shout out to my brother B.Y. for, you know, introducing us and building this relationship, man. I no love you, doubt, B, bro. man. My brother B.Y., man. Much love to you, bro. You know what I'm saying? Life is a blessing, my dog. And I'm happy to still be here with you, bro. You know? Okay. Yeah. But um, you did you get a chance to go to the parade yesterday? Nah, man. I was in the gym. Okay. Man, shout out to the culture creators, man. The boys did their things at L Club, man. Everybody was there, uh, you know, performing. We went, you know, me and my wife and my grandson, we went and um, just support all the local businesses, you know, do a little shopping, you know, just be 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 with the whole vibe, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I just, I love it, bro, because it's so different compared to me growing up in the neighborhood in the 90s. Like, like wasn't none of that happening, bro, yeah. you know? It, it was just, it was really dangerous. Everything was color coordinated, all the gang, like. Mm -hmm. you, it just couldn't happen you wouldn't couldn't celebrate without somebody getting hurt and yesterday it was just i was so proud you know what i'm yes. saying to be you know there with my people my community my neighborhood you know what i'm saying and just see everybody just come together in peace man it was a beautiful yeah, sight definitely bro. man definitely yeah it's always beautiful when everybody can come together and just enjoy each other company man just mm -hmm. so um you're a father, right? Yeah, I'm okay. a father too. I got two girls. You got Ari, two girls? Yep, Ari and Naya. What's up, Ari and Naya? <laughs> <laughs> so um, what's it like, man, being a father of two daughters? Uh, it's amazing. First of all, you know, it's a blessing, you know. Um, you took that deep breath. <laughs> yeah, man, but I, I had I my first one, Naya. I had her uh, young, so, you know, it taught me a lot of patience, you know, especially dealing with little girls. You know, you got to be real patient, you know, but. I'm very thankful for my children. They um, without them, I probably wouldn't be the man that I am today. Honestly, yeah. so they they always give me that motivation to keep going, keep going. You know, always, cause I want. Right now, I feel like I'm not even living for me for real. I'm living off of what they going all the stories that they gonna hear in the future. Like kind of like how I, I am about my dad. You know, yeah. that's all I go about. You know. Um, people telling me, "Oh, your dad was this. Your dad was this." The that's legacy. I, the legacy. I want. I want my legacy to be great, especially in my kids' eyes. You know. Man, so that's every beautiful. time they Man, hear something solid. about me, is nothing but a smile. Nothing but a smile. You know. They just mm -hmm. smiling from ear to ear, like yeah. No. You know, I try to teach kids about honoring their parents. You know what I'm saying? And and I mean. I think sometimes we could all do a better job of honoring our parents, you know. I just know that life gets, you know, takes a hold of us sometimes. But, you know, our, our parents, bro, have nurtured us, took care of us, educated us, fed us, housed us, even with nothing. You know, they've yeah. made sacrifices and went without just so we could have, you know, yeah. something. And uh, Definitely. Shout out to my mama, man. She, I love yeah, you, girl. My mama, too. We all love you, mom. She, um, she the realest. She the realest, for sure. She take mm. care of me. Like no other, she always gonna be there, even when I don't be asking her to be there. She always there, so 
for better or for worse. And for I, 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 I ran my mom through the mud, man. You man. know what I'm saying? Like, just going to prison, even as a juvenile, bro. Like, I just, I put my mom through so much shit my whole life, bro. So I'm glad to be where I'm at today in my life because I know it's rewarding for her mm -hmm. to see me have changed my life and got my shit together. You know what I mean? Because now she can sleep good, you know? For yeah. 17 years, I was away. She ain't sleep good because, you know, she yeah. thinking about, her gone, you know, for sure. yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, you know, when I came home, bro, you know, I just felt like I had so much purpose and I wanted my family, my brothers who supported me a thousand percent, you know, even when I was in there messing up, you know what I'm saying? They still stood with me, bro. So, you know, my life is bigger than me, you know what I'm saying? And they, and they add purpose to my, to my life and, you know. Everything that I do in my life, it goes according to my family and yeah. our well-being, you know what I'm saying? So I love to see that, you know, in you at, you know, even at your age, because you're a younger brother, man. And and it takes, like, for me, I didn't even really start to change my life till I was about 35, you know? Yeah. And I had already been through the mud twice, you know? Yeah, man, it's just... I don't know. I, I like I say, uh, BY got a, he got he played a big role in that. You know, he was one of the people I looked up to growing up. You know, I always separated myself from everybody. You know, um, I didn't follow the crowd when they went to go party and hang and all that. I was like, yeah, that's cool, but we can do that every day. Like I wanna, you know, I, my first job was at a car wash at what 15 years old. I was out there just drying cars for tips. You know, I always wanted to figure out a way to get my own money and stay in my own lane and I, you know i ain't really like to be out there you know around the party scene like that too much it's a lot of drama that goes on with that definitely bro you made a good choice bro for Man. real because i'm sure you've seen a lot of shit around you happen and a lot of your oh, family and friends that you know you know got killed or went to prison or you know just anything you know you got guys out there with eyeballs missing hands shot mm -hmm. you know shit bags on you know what i'm saying like who who want to live like that seeing it all man but I, I just you know i'm the youngest of all my siblings so i just was around a lot of older people you know and they always had their input and i always listened to them like i don't even hang with people young you know even from when i was growing up like when i working at jobs and stuff i didn't hang around all the young fools at a job for what y'all ain't gonna teach me nothing mm -hmm. you at the same age we going through life at, at the <laughs> same time no i was hanging with the ogs they always they telling me their stories man i used to be fantasized just listening like oh damn damn Maybe that's why you so humble, man. You, Got you, you man. real respectful and all that. And, like, I grew up around a lot of adults. You know, I hung out with a lot of my uncles. I had seven mm -hmm. uncles. So um, I think sometimes, like, that put me a little bit ahead of everybody else. You know what I mean? Because I, I always had to conduct myself according to their maturity. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, that's not always a bad thing. No, you know? definitely not, man. I think I think it's a blessing for real. Um I know you say you got a lot of siblings too. Yes, yeah, huh? it's, it's t like twenty four of us. Man. Oh my uh, god! My dad was out here, bro. Child support was on somebody else. Man, I'll tell you that shit. My dad was out here for sure, but yeah, I got a lot of siblings, um, and I'm the youngest. So, like I said, I got to learn from everybody's mistakes. Yeah, what not to do. Yeah. You know, mama coming home tripping because of that. I don't know. Make sure I ain't gonna do that. You know. Hey, bro, you got a lot of support though. I'll say that because. You know, we there 100% to support you. But, you know, when we were there, bro, every time you came out for a fight, everybody roared for you, bro. You know what I'm saying? And you, and it, it was just a distinguished sound from everybody else. And it's not to take nothing away from nobody, but you got it, bro. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, people are genuinely there to support you. And, and you know, they want to see you win, dog, yeah. you know? I think yeah, it's and just, you make this shit look easy, really, bro. Oh, I just man. be like, damn, did he just it's do just that? Just the hard work, man. It's just the hard work. We train hard so we can fight easy. That's all. Um, but I, you know, I, I, I can't tell you where the support came from, bro. It's just like I, I'm very thankful for it. I'm very grateful for it. I'm happy for it, you know. But I would have never in a million years thought I would have had the support that I got now, you know. But it's just off of good relationships that I got with everybody, you know. I always been been a solid dude to everybody they always been solid to me I always been somebody that they can call and, and that goes for any and everybody any person i ever interacted with we always had a good relationship i don't fall out with a lot of people mm -hmm. i barely fall out with people at the end of the day um you gonna fall out with them boys you keep knocking <laughs> <ass out. laughs> you knock somebody out with a gut punch boom 
dog was out of there. Yeah, I had to, man. He had like, <laughs> he had like 30 abs, so I had to see what they were sitting I on. I said, what man. happened? Boy, <laughs> he got folded. I said, oh, Lord, it's over with. He was a bodybuilder. He was all ripped up, so I'm like, okay, let me see. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll be keeping up with you on Facebook, man. I'll be seeing you working, bro, man, all the time. Got man. to, man. I'll be, I'm trying to get better at posting and all that. I'll be just so into it. Like, by the time I get done working out, it's like, damn, I'm done. I ain't even got nothing to film. So, like, I'm trying to get, you know, into the more promoting aspect of it, you know, promote myself, you know, because as a fighter, you are your own business pretty much. You got to promote yourself, and it's just learning as I go. So, Mm-hmm. Trying to figure it all out. So, what part of the neighborhood did you grow up in, bro? I grew up on the McGraw area. Um, McGraw, McGraw, baby. McGraw got a whole life of its own over there. Man, McGraw know? and Chopin. McGraw and Chopin. Yes, sir. <laughs> to, be, to be exact, huh? to be specific, you know? Yes, sir. Boy. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, the, since I've been gone and came back, like it's, it's some life in there, bro. Definitely. That, every time I go anywhere, because, you know, that's my route when I drop off kids from the program. And uh, that bitch stays slapping, bro. You smell chicken and everything going yeah, up that man. thing. I was like, yeah. Well, I liked that a few years ago, man. It's, it's, on, the, it's on the comeback for sure. Because uh, five, six years ago, it was a ghost town for real, man. Maybe, maybe not five, six years ago. But, yeah, it, it was a ghost town, you know. Not really... A lot of people came out um and that's what i had expected because that's how it was you know yeah. like Werner was always like the main attraction of southwest you know what i'm saying so but while i was away i had heard that mcgraw had was coming up you know they yeah. were opening up businesses and people were buying houses yeah, so we on, we on the come up, you know man. when i came home it was just nice to see at least at least mcgraw itself thriving mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah definitely it was some rough years for sure, um, and I but, didn't realize that it's got a real heavy population of of Arabs over there. Bro. Yeah, now, nah, yeah, that's that that happened real recent. Um, within probably over the last, I want to say seven years, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. They all start moving in, um, coming out from like Dearborn and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, those are our neighbors. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, They're yeah. right there. But I just, you know, to see that they, you know, that they're actually living in our same community yeah. with us. Yes, you sir. Know, is, 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 I love diversity. Oh, bro. me too, man. Dude, Southwest is very diverse. You know, we got a little bit of everything. So uh, that's why I like it, man. I, yeah. I love it, man. It's nothing like Southwest at all. And you were, uh, so you know, uh, twinning them, right? Uh, my man Joseph Bonus, Jacob and Joseph, yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my boys. Yeah. They they actually part of the inspiration why I started taking. What's boxing up with y'all boys? Feel me, like just you know they used to hang with my big brother and them. I didn't really hang with them too much because I was younger. Mm -hmm. But you know just hearing hearing the stories, all them boys in there knocking dude out this this and that. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, no doubt. That's that's dope, man. I uh, you know, I be see them boys working too, man. Definitely, man. And I had met uh a twin uh Joseph when we was inside. We was in a joint together, and he used to tell me how he was boxing, you know, and that was that's what he did. Yeah, so boys, when I came home, and you know, and actually just seeing it in in motion, you know what I mean. Them boys, legends at a young age, already through Southwest for sure. Mm -hmm. I never got a chance to meet his brother, but. You know, shout out to both them brothers, man. Definitely, man. Definitely. Big shout out to the bonus brothers, man. I'm just so happy, bro, that there's so much talent in Southwest, man. man. And, uh, you know, I, I just feel like um, we got to make something big happen, bro, so that we can display all the talent that we have in Southwest Detroit, bro. Man, I've been, you know I've been saying, saying that since I was... And, and I mean, like fourteen, man. I've been saying that it's so much talent. Talent, bro. So I'm like, talent. oh my got, gosh, like where did this come from? Just because I'm not here. used to it. When I grew up, bro, our talent was shooting, gang banging. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that was your neighborhood talent there. And then I come home, bro, and like everybody is just skilled, talented, like doing things so productive and progressive. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, wow. I'm just. You know, even me putting this together. Yeah, you know that's what, what I'm mean? saying, man. That, that's that's just where we come from, bro. We always had to depend on ourselves. Like everything we got in Southwest is owned by people from Southwest. Like there's mm -hmm. no outsiders because it, it ain't never been. You know, when when <clears throat> people represent Detroit, they don't really bring up Southwest. They see the West Side or the East Side. You know, so we always had to fend for ourselves. You know, depend on ourselves. So I think that's what kind of like motivated everybody to be like, you know what, I'm gonna just do it myself and then mm -hmm. get good at it and. Shit, it's amazing, bro. We got so much talent from in in every aspect and every mean, field, everything, bro. I've seen so much 
uh, homeowner, I mean, homeowners, business owners, um, uh, singers, rappers. I mean, uh, look at my man, Brian Ruiz. He got a, you know, he'll rent you a whole concert if you need to. You know what Definitely, I'm saying? Man. He's got a Mexican uh, group. He's got his own podcast. I mean, multi-talented people, bro. You know, people singing, dancing, uh, comedians, you know yeah, what I mean? Boxing, all. like all that all. podcasting, you know, real everyday people, y'all. <laughs> but, you know, it's just talent, bro. I just love seeing the community and everybody thriving, man. Man, we lit. Man, we I'm just sure. my thing is who gonna cut the check, bro? You know what I mean? It's coming, man. It's coming. It's coming for sure. The check coming for everybody. Everybody gonna eat. Like I said, man, Southwest, we we on our we on our build up for sure. Do you plan on getting your daughters involved in boxing? What are some of the things that you want to teach them? You um, know? I want to, I want, I want them to learn it. You know, um, definitely, I'm not gonna force them to to compete or nothing if that's something that they don't want to do, but. Um, at the end of the day, it's going to be up to them, but I always, I'm going to teach them both how to defend themselves, you know, how to properly punch and all that. They're going to be in the gym. They're already yeah, in the gym. Yeah, I was going to say, are, you, oh, are they there in the yeah, gym too? All, all the time, all the time. Especially Naya, she's been in the gym with me since she was two. You know, I used to have to take her to the gym with me, put her on a, on a chair with a tablet and... Oh, okay. Yeah, so she she always been in the so gym. So she already been in the environment. Yeah, she just started picking up the gloves, too. It, it shocked me. I thought I was never going to see the day because, you know, she's so girly girl with this, this, and that, but she picked up the gloves. Do they understand what you do, though? Like, do they understand that you a professional boxer or are they just too young to understand that? Um, she knows I fight, but she mm. don't understand, like, the concept of it, it mm. you know, so... She watches my fights and stuff like that. I just that. wonder if they worry about you. Like, oh, is he going to, you know, nah, is she, he going to be she okay? Be, she'll be knowing I'm going, she be knowing I'm going to win. Like, she don't be having no doubt in her mind or nothing like that, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. You would think it'd be the opposite. Like, no, I don't want my dad to get hurt. But no, nah, she'd be like, I know you're going to win. So, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, my baby confident in me. That's dope, man. So, like, um... I'm just, I'm looking forward because, you know, Cinco de Mayo is like a whole week, you know, it's like mm -hmm. a whole week celebration party. You see everybody with the flags and, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm glad that everybody's able to stay peaceful. Definitely, man. You know, and, uh, you know, with me working for, with Ceasefire now, it's like, um, you know, because the East and the West be popping on a regular, bro, yeah. you know what I mean? And it just, Southwest is like, it's a place of its own, bro. You know, we have our own strengths and our own weaknesses, but it seems like um, everybody is just in cruise control, bro. You know, and a lot of people sometimes panic because they know it's going to get hot. The summer's coming, you know what I'm saying? And you know, the heat make people crazy and, mm. you know, all that. But I just, I, I just hope that, you know, people during this pandemic was able to appreciate freedom mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying be grateful for life because over this pandemic we have lost a lot a lot of people to uh overdosing on drugs Man. um you know to murder to the covid covid killed thousands and thousands of people you know what i'm saying so i just hope that people appreciate life and freedom Man. a lot more now and 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 live according to that and conduct themselves according to that definitely definitely you know? i feel like um for the most part southwest is like i said man i don't know what it, what got into everybody or, or what made everybody do it but i feel like it's way more open than it used to be, you know. Uh, like you said back then, it was it was colors this, colors that. You couldn't go on that side of town wearing this certain type of color, and it wasn't like that. It was just like that not too long ago. But now it's more, more so open, more tight. You know, it's more so everybody rocking with everybody. Vernon rocking with McGraw. Everybody, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it's like shit. It's all represented as Southwest now. It's not represented as Cemetery Side or. You know what I'm saying? It's all we yeah. all under under one umbrella, and I think everybody starting to realize that. Like shit, we better Everybody's together. Everybody's one. Yeah, we better together. Shit, so better together. I like that, man. That's dope, bro. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm. Fingers crossed. I don't think it's gonna be a bad summer. I think, I think we only gonna have beautiful things to keep growing and keep growing from here from this point. You know, mm -hmm. I see Southwest on the <clears throat> on the moving forward. Um, I don't, I don't see it taking no steps back right now. I think everybody. Got that right mindset and on that I want to win type thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no doubt about it, bro. And I, I feel definitely the same way, man. 
Um, even seeing the culture creators, you know who uh, DJ EJ Miguel Reyes and them guys are. No, I don't, I don't okay, think. well they they got a a group of you know people called the culture creators and like they're responsible for a lot of the festivals and all. I think the I heard of them before. The I think I heard of them before. Um, and uh, it's just you know what they have created a community within a community. You know what I mean? And and the diversity, you know, and what they do investing in the youth and. Um, just, you know, it, it improving, you know, the community and showcasing its talent and stuff like that. Like yeah, it's, okay. it's, um, it's, it's really a blessing, bro. You know what I mean? Definitely. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's a beautiful place, man. What was life like growing up on McGraw? You know, for people who don't know <laughs> about McGraw like that, or, you know, people who are from different states or, you know, different I mean, cities within Michigan who are not familiar with you know, McGraw. I mean, it was um, just like growing up in any, any other hood. You know, it was you had your rough days. Um, you know, but for the most part, my parents didn't really let us struggle too bad. You know, even though we were, but mm -hmm. you, you didn't know it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? They, they. You know, now that I'm older, I can realize like, yeah, we weren't supposed to be doing that. We weren't supposed to. But yeah, when we was growing up, like we didn't know that we were struggling. We always had food. Um, but yeah, it's just. It it was rough. It was rough. Um, we had some very rough times, you know. From and little. then, like you said, it's only what the past seven years that McGraw has changed, mm -hmm. and you know because a lot of it was dilapidated. You know, even when I came home, you know, I I grew up in River Rouge. I went to schools out there too, and it was like the whole city was dilapidated. Mm -hmm. uh, Del Rey, you know, that was the, a dilapidated city, and it seemed Definitely. like it had spread out to Rouge. And I'm like, damn. Like what happened to the people? What happened to the business? What happened to the community? You know, yeah, it, was, it was starting to get cold. You know, everybody was living with that chip on their shoulder. And like, imagine what that does to the to to your mind state. Exactly. Though. When you live in an environment where everything's dilapidated, you're depressed, you're sad, you exactly. want to go get high, use drugs, and do this, that, and the right. other. And so the environment, you know, affects the people. Mm -hmm. You know, and especially it's just, when it's when there's nothing to do. And it, you know, you got a bunch of kids that's just running the street because there's nothing to do. There's nothing else to do but be in the streets, and that that's creates a lot of problems. You know, that's create creates shootouts. You know, creates um, deaths, creates kids getting locked up. You know, that, that shit. It, it, it's it's lame at the end of the Did day. Did you ever you know? have any family or friends that's been to prison? Oh yeah, definitely a lots. Lots and lots. That's why I learned. Well, see, something. and and it's crazy because you know it's it's normal, right? Yeah, it's, it's, normal. it's normal, man. That's something you see every day. Um, especially the way I grew up. You know, I grew up around. You know, my pops and them was selling drugs on the block. You know, they had the whole block sold up. Just so I grew up around. It. I never really got like seen it, but you know, once you get to that age, you realize what's going on. You know. Mm -hmm. So it's just crazy how that type of lifestyle and behavior is normalized. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like people, you know, going to prison, getting locked up, you know, police brutality, domestic violence, drug abuse, selling drugs, just all that type of stuff. It's like it's normal. You know what I mean? But a lot of people would look at, you know, look mm -hmm. at us as stereotypical and say, hey, these guys are living like animals. Definitely. Savages. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But it's like, you know, uh. How do you blame a child? You know, even even you know when your mind is programmed. By the time mm -hmm. you're two, three, four, five, your emotions, your mind, and all you do is become a product of your environment. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You do as you told. You mm -hmm. do as you taught. You do you as know, you, you see. become as what you see. Mm -hmm. You know, and 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 then have a system in place. You know, mm -hmm. for people for that. Like, for that. Exactly. You know, it's all it's all a repeat, but. That's what we're trying to do, man. We're trying to change that, you know. We're and that's to, what we're doing. We're trying yes. to change the way everybody think because, you know, we're going to be the, well, you already the OG. I'm going to be the OG one day, you know. So that's what I look forward to. But, man, it's just, it, it's normal to us because, you know, that's our normal. That's what we wake up and see every day. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that, like, it wasn't normal for people to get pulled over and yanked out the car. I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I thought everybody was going through the same thing. <laughs> but too. until you leave. You know your environment and you start meeting other people that's that's what happened to me i start you know i started doing cable um comcast so i start going out to all these rich people houses and, like just having conversations with them and just being around like even with uh protesting and stuff um during um 2020 for george floyd mm -hmm. um protesting out there i met a lot of people <clears throat> and all of them well you know they sometimes it'll bring people bring uh some people to tears about the stuff that you tell them you're going through but you looking at them like 
it ain't it wasn't that bad, you know. But that's because that's what we grew up to. And yeah, everybody around us is going through it. So we ain't have nobody to complain to because he going through the same thing. He might be going through something two t- ten times worse. So it's nobody to complain to when you grow up in that environment. So everything is just, you just living, basically, uh, just trying to make it. And it's crazy because that's kind of what motivated me to start my podcast is I used to listen to guys' stories when I was in prison, bro. And, you know, you think you got it bad and been through a lot of shit, man. I know some people who shared some stories about their lives that were just horrendous, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, the, the mother is selling the kids to the to the drug dealer, mm-hmm. um, you know, just, you know, just rape, just, you know, um, just abuse of any and every kind and just, you know, drug addicts and, and just alcoholics and, you know, prison or just being raised by grandparents parents or just being raised by yourself or in 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 the system you know what i mean it's just it's crazy bro you know and um you know that's just another reason for me to be grateful bro because you know even on bad days bro i'm like you know what i'd rather have a bad day out here than a uh, than a good day in there you know definitely most definitely yes Man, cause I don't, I ain't I ain't never been locked up like that. Like I I done did a week in juvie, but shit, <laughs> that ain't that shit ain't that ain't where it's at. Man. It's crazy because today I was uh I was downtown on Petersboro and Cash Street, and uh, I was there with uh with the mayor Mike Duggan and uh, uh Roland Huang from the uh, American Citizens Justice from Lansing, and uh, the state senator Stephanie Chang was there on behalf of um, Vincent Chin. Vincent Chin, um, he was murdered in 1982 in Detroit. Uh, by two white men he was beat with bats because you know he was he was chinese mm-hmm. or he was asian i should say and uh and them guys never went to prison never did time they they thought that the crime was justified you know mm-hmm. what i mean and uh you know this happened in 1982 so they were there uh on behalf of vincent chin and his family 40 years later just to advocate you know what i'm saying for the injustice and inequality you know what i'm saying that people of color are being treated with by systematic mm-hmm. you know programming that's put in our communities you know what i mean so you know i'm really proud to be a a, pro- a, a part of that you know what that's I mean? that's dope bro that's dope for sure yeah, no doubt, man. I, I was really proud too when you told me that you'd be advocating and stuff, you know, oh, I mean, yeah, for definitely. the neighborhood. And, and it's important, man. Like they say, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Bro. Exactly. It's just important to know what you're standing for, you know? It has to be some purpose to it, bro, you know, yeah, because yeah. there's people that live every day and don't even got no aim, no goals, no purpose, no nothing, bro. You know what I mean? I feel it, man. I was never one of them. I always knew it was more than this, you know, and that's that's what you got to tell yourself, man. That's what you got to see it, though. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, it takes to see it because that's what it took for me. You just got to see it, bro. You just got to see it. Like, when I start seeing all of that shit and talking to half of the rich people, like, half of them didn't go to college. You know, they was high <laughs> yeah. school dropout. I'm like, wow. Like, it's it's possible. You know, you just got to work towards that shit. It's just seeing is believing sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you work at a gym, right? Yep, I work at uh, and Weaver's you train youth. Yep. <clears throat> How easy or hard is it to train youth compared to training an adult? Is it easier to train a uh, a youth or an adult? Uh, it all depends on on the person. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, um, they, like I said, kids pick up fast. They pick up real fast. So you might have to put them through this drill once or twice, and boom, they got it down packed. Now they moving through it. Every time you come back, they getting better and better at something. You know, so. And a lot of times, the only problem with it, teaching adults, they be, it's a lot of bad habits that they got to break. And it'd be kind of <laughs> hard to break in them habits. So okay. you got to kind of break them down and build them back up. You know, when you starting off with a youth, you teaching them everything that they're going to know. Oh, wow. So, That's a big difference right yeah, there. So it's, yeah, so it all depends on the person, you know. Um, and do you train more kids than you do adults? Or do you do a little bit of both? I do both. Um, I, I train... Kids Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. I teach a youth boxing class up there at Weaver's Boxing Gym. Um, and then throughout the day, um, you know, teaching my clients, my one-on-one clients. Weaver's Boxing Gym, where's that located at? That's out in Garden City. Oh, in Garden City, okay. Yep. That's dope, man. Heck yes. Um, so what do you prefer to work with, the kids or the adults? 
You put me on the spot. Oh, now. yeah, you're right. Uh, <laughs> nah, I guess, I, I mean, I guess, you know, like you said, um, when you're dealing with adults, it's like, you know, it's the m most of the work is on them, mm -hmm. you know. And with the kids, I mean, it's a journey. You're on a journey with them, you know. So I, I could just imagine that, you know, you investing in kids. Like me, I'm a youth mentor. Mm -hmm. I work with kids, you know what I mean? Sure, it's easier to work with adults for me personally, yeah. professionally. But, you know, um, I love being able to Definitely. work with the youth because, you know, the impact that you make is going to be everlasting. You know what for I mean? For sure. Yeah, man. And, I'm, and it's all new to me. Uh, but if I had to choose, I, I'd probably choose the kids for sure. Because, like mm -hmm. I said, you you teaching them something that they're going to remember for the rest of their life. What's the youngest age you've worked with? Uh, we start at six, but I think we just picked up a kid that was four. Wow. Um, just, just and you do the, girls too? Yep. The girls in the boxing program? Yep. That's sweet, man. Yep, we do both. Um, we don't really discriminate. You know, you just bring them in and as long as they're willing to learn. When's the last time you watched a Rocky movie? Bro, I swear every time I watch Rocky, I think I could box. <laughs> I think I can fight. I lie, it's been a minute. I'm ready to go run and do some pull-ups or something. Every time I see Rocky, motivate the shit out of me. I feel it, man. <laughs> but nah, yeah, it's, it's been a minute for sure. Um, I'm gonna have to take it out again. I ain't gonna lie. Rocky, that's that's the joke. What's your favorite Rocky? My favorite what? Rocky. Um, shit, the one with uh, what's his name? Um, what was the brother's name? Uh, uh, uh Apollo. Apollo Creed. The first one? Yup. Okay. Yup. Remember he had the robot and everything in the movie? You don't remember yet? He, they had lived in that mansion and he had the robot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Stuff uh -huh. like that. I was like, damn. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I like, I like, um, what is it? Rocky Three with Mr. T in it. Oh, Mr. T. Yeah, yeah that I was like a classic. That, yeah. You know, I met Mr. T when I was a kid at Henry Ford Hospital, but I remember it. Um, it was a lady and like two of her kids drowned in a pool and Mr. T, I guess one of the kids survived, but the mother and the brother or somebody had died and, and drowned. And uh, so Mr. T went to the hospital to see the baby that had survived. And my mom had took me and my brothers up there, you know what I'm saying, to go meet Mr. T, you know, and, uh, you know, even as a kid, you remember stuff like yeah, that. You know? Yeah, man. Certain stuff that's going to stick with you forever. You ain't going to never forget. Have you ever met, like, any famous people? Nah. No? I haven't. It's crazy. I, I like, um, they shot a video. Shout out to my man, uh, Diego Cruz. He invited me to a a, a video shoot with uh, Ober Rolling and Sada Baby mm -hmm. over there on Vanderbilt and Del Rey. Like, who would have thought that? You yeah, know what I'm saying? I've seen that. I've seen it. And you know? uh, so it was dope meeting him. My brother, he got to meet uh, uh, Allen Iverson. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That'd you know, be, he hey, had that's on the bucket list. Like the next day, I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? We both beating, you know, uh, famous people. My cousin, he uh, met Peasy yesterday in the neighborhood, yeah. you yeah. know? Oh, yeah, shout out to all them. Some boy Sada Baby gonna be at the fight, too. Is he? Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, I remember you were saying that, mm -hmm. man. He gonna, he gonna be up there. He be know. fooling, dog, for gonna, real. We gonna put on the show for That's show. dope, though, man. I'm glad I got my seat, you hear me? Hell, yeah. Be, man, I'm telling you, man, I can't wait. I can't wait to get my hands on this boy. So man. all the guys that you fighting right now, are they all out of Michigan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when do you get to fight people from out of state? Um, I was supposed to my third fight. I was supposed to fight this dude from uh from the Bahamas. Okay. I, I don't know if they couldn't get him cleared or whatever, or he ain't accept the fight. Or I don't know what it was, but his name was. Trayvon something or something. I don't know. I got to look it up. But, but yeah, mm -hmm. that's what was supposed to be my um, my third opponent. And then he ended up pulling out, and then they ended up getting uh, that Traquan Shields. Mm -hmm. We made it happen from there. So It's dope, though. I like the diversity in fights that we get to see. Like I mean, because last time you were, what, like, the main event. Mm -hmm. So I, we seen, like, five fights before that, and it's cool seeing the heavyweights go at it. You yeah. know, the girls, they be boxing each other heads off. Man, up, they be throwing know? a million punches nonstop. <laughs> <laughs> they look like two rock'em, sock'em robots in that book. I said, damn. They just be punching, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait for this one, though. This is yeah, be May 13th, man. Check him out at special. the, what is it, the sound bar at the most? City. Yep, the soundboard, yeah. Yeah. It's 
You be. still, I said sound bar, sound board. <laughs> Some couple bars in there. It's Good thing they ain't sponsoring me. They'd be like, dog, you got our whole name wrong and everything. <laughs> My bad, baby Shaq. But yeah. Um, That's dope, man. So how does it feel, bro, to be in that light, to have, you know what I'm saying, that kind of support when you're going in the ring? Like, how? Do you, I mean, like, I mean, I don't know what it is. I'm a professional at what I do, but I still always get a little nervous sometimes. Yeah, do you definitely. Still get nervous going up in there. Do you? How do you just work through it? What is it? Um, I think you're always gonna have a little bit of nerves. Um, but it, it don't be too bad. You know, I love doing this, so it's like the more I I got used to it, it's like the more calm I am. Like my first fight, I was I was nervous, you know, because I didn't know what to expect, especially going out there being under them lights. And I didn't expect to have everybody screaming my name like that. <laughs> so it was like, damn. Everybody, like, all the eyes is on you. Like, you feel the pressure for sure. So, um, and, and I wondered if that, you know, how that impacts you or affects you. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you know, you the golden child. You in that bitch. Everybody rooting for you. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what kind of pressure does that put on you? Like, are you still skilled and, mm -hmm. and focused? Like, you still fighting your fight or are you fighting the people's fight? You know? Uh, definitely. Not not my first fight. I came out. <laughs> and I don't know who that was in the first round. But, nah. <laughs> Even though I, I dropped them maybe once or twice in the first round, it was still was, like, terrible. I wasn't blocking. I was just trying to walk them down, you know, mm -hmm. eating their shots and Throwing the bag, and I don't, I don't fight like that, you know. But when you I was second putting the show on for the people, not even. I was just, it was like an out of body experience that whole first round. <laughs> it's like, damn. Until I sat down on the, on the stool, and my coach was like, "All right, now it's time to embrace it." In you know, let's go, let's go get this done. And I'm like, "All right, bet." You know, that's when I just tuned in to my coach. You know, he just snapped me out of it, and. Then, came out that second round just on fire you know i think i maybe got hit once or twice the second round and then dropped them three times and it was over with so it was Telling just, you man you don't even look like you breaking you look like you in there practicing yeah all man that the, the, like i said the more the more i do it the more comfortable i get with it because i don't you know i don't have no amateur background so this is like my learning experience i'm kind of like learning on the job you know mm -hmm. so like i'm experiencing it for the first time while i'm doing it for the first time <coughs> you know even though it's something i love to do is it's different when you get in there it's a dis different atmosphere you can be in the greatest shape ever but just that atmosphere will suck all of that out of you you'll be tired and like damn I, so I, i'm just you know who are I'm, some of your favorite boxers, bro? Like some of the boxers you looked up to or some, what are like some of your favorite, you know, legendary boxers? My favorite boxers, like you talking about current or just all time? Just all time, you know, all or you time. can name two or three, you know. I like Muhammad Ali. I like. Fly like uh -huh. a butterfly and sting Floyd like Mayweather. a bee. Like Who? Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather. That's the GOAT right there, man. Um, I like. Who's his man is, is boxing now? Boy, uh, what's his name? You guys know his name? Floyd Meta Floyd. Yeah, that guy. That guy. <laughs> He's gonna have to see me at one forty. <laughs> give me a, give me a couple years. <laughs> you better you better go back down to thirty. Man, bro, he uh yeah, he's reckless, dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yep. he dope though for sure. He right. take care of his bin. He's an animal, bro. Animal, he, man. he get in there and play he, with him all. He box. Man. He box for sure. Like he don't go out there and just play with nobody he go out there and, and get the job done i, I like javante davis a lot for mm -hmm. sure for sure yeah so um i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i know you was telling me about um so who's the third one you think um, your favorite boxer current i would probably say i like canelo um definitely i like terrence bud crawford okay um Bro, who was your uh, boxer that you went to see in New York? What's his name? Uh, Keith Thurman. Yeah. Keith Thurman. Yeah, Keith Thurman. I got hip to him through my brother. My brother kept up a little bit with boxing. Yeah, I, I didn't, but once I started, well, I was like, oh, man, them boys doing their thing. Yeah, he, he nice. He nice, for sure. Yeah. Um, what weight class is he in? I want to say 47, I think. Oh, okay. But I don't know. I, yeah, I think 47 because he's been calling out... Um, Earl Spence, so I think it's forty-seven. Oh yeah, we just watched that Earl Spence too. That fight, did you watch that? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, Against okay. um, what's his name? Who I did can't he fight? Think of his name right now, bro. 
They get punched in the it head. It was a good much, ass man. fight though, but you know definitely, what I'm saying? Definitely. Dog man. took a beating the whole way through. Man, he was beating that boy like a and heavy Spencer bag, never bro. he never stopped working neither, you hear me? Boxed yeah. his head all the way through. Man, he he was hitting everything. Oh he boy, could. whole ass shut. He was like, damn. He like, no, no. He was hitting everything. Like no matter if he was <laughs> punching a bicep for him, anything. He was punching anything he could. So you know that wears on your body. You know you getting them later rounds. You yeah. can't keep your hands up. You you don't even want to punch no more because you done got punched in your arm thirty times. Man, he looked like he had a plum on Man. his eye. A whole plum. <laughs> Man. I just didn't understand. I was waiting for him to like. I thought he was trying to wear him down. That's why he was just letting him beat on him. You know what I'm saying? Nah, but I was yeah. like, the whole concept is just showing that you can get your ass beat. Or what was the nah, thing? He couldn't, he couldn't I was waiting that. for him. You know. I mean, when he did connect, he made. You know, he mm. did his thing. He's powerful. Ugas, you know? that was his name. Ugas. Yeah. Ugas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he man. even rattled them knees one time. Couldn't for do him. When he bounced right back off that. The key to, to, to beating Spence, man, you got to keep moving around him, bro. You. A lot of people, they just get sucked into that game and want to stand there and bang with him. You can't bang with him. You're not banging mm -hmm. with him. He outworking him, bro, and he get better as the rounds go. Like, he throw a lot more punches each round. So I'm and, surprised Pacquiao still fights. Nah, he retired. Nah, he, when, oh, yeah, is he, he retired? After, yeah, after that Ugas fight. He just lost the, um, the dude that Spence just lost, uh, beat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he was like a contender for people. Like you had to go through him to get mm -hmm. here, you know. Yeah, because I think Spencer uh, and he's Pacquiao. still a great boxer, Pacquiao. Yeah, he just you know that youth. Once that youth gone, you know, <laughs> so with. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it, man. Definitely, but yeah, Pacquiao. He one of the greatest. One of the greats for sure. Yeah, Cesar Chavez. He you know Macho Camacho. Like these are just names and, and boxers I'm familiar with, but I'm sure there's so many, so many more. You know, yeah, definitely. Oh, it's plenty. So you many. know, people are always asking about boxing gyms, like a lot of adults and youth, and I just can't believe that we don't have a boxing gym in Southwest, bro. Like we used to, you know, I'm I'm not saying that boxing is specifically, you know, uh, for uh, our people or anything like that, but our our people say, are but very much invested time, in shit, boxing. It is. You know, and I just think that shit Southwest should have oh, man, it's coming. a gym in the community, bro. It's coming, bro. I'm going to have to holler at uh, Eva Torres, Gabriela uh, Romero, Santiago, coming, and be bro. like, what's up? Give us a building. Let us go up in man. there. Let's work. This is something for the community. You know what I'm saying? And, Definitely, and it's going to get all them um, boys off the street, boys and girls off the streets I wanna, I wanna and teach a, them how to work. A whole little community center, bro. That's, that's in my plans. Like when I... Start getting some money or get my hands on some money. The first thing I'm doing, man. By the time I'm done with Southwest, bro, they're going to have a statue of me up in that motherfucker. For sure, bro. <laughs> Tell me. I got so Hell much stuff yeah. planned, bro. That's why everybody be asking me, like, where you want to move at when you know when you find it? I'm like, I would love to live somewhere else, but I, I don't want to live nobody nowhere else right now, you know? So I'd rather. Yeah. Yeah, because you do, do make first. sacrifices, bro. You know, when you want to put your family in a better position, you know, you move them away from, you know, from the community. But, you know, at the same time, you still want your kids to be in tune with the culture of the mm -hmm. people and, you know, and all that good stuff, man. So it, it's just a balance of things. You know what I yeah, mean? Definitely. But community center is on the bucket list, man. I want to have a place for where the kids can go learn how to box. You know, we got tutors there helping them after school. You know, it's, they can come play baseball, baseball, basketball, swimming, whatever. I want, I want everything. I want there to be everything up there. Definitely, you know, man. Get get all the kids on. And, and you know what? We can make it happen. Oh, we gonna make real. it happen, man. You, you, know? you just gotta manifest. You gotta put it out there and just work towards it. That's all. Listen, man. Promote, promote, promote yourself. Oh yeah, man. Shout out, shout out to my boy El Nino, man. You know what I'm saying? A lot Thanks of you. Thanks for coming, man. Appreciate it. Um, having me on here on the Real Everyday People's Podcast. Um, but yeah, man, my name is Dwayne Taylor. Once again, if you ain't if you ain't know, everybody call me Wody. Um, How did you get that name? I heard everybody chanting, Wody, Wody. Yeah. I guess I don't know. When I was younger, I used to go around singing that, um, you know, the little Cash Money song, Wody. Yeah. Wody. When I was young, I used to go sing around that. And then it just stuck with me from there, you know. My man. Check him out. 
May 13th at the soundboard. Yes, he going to be getting it in. We going 4-0 and beyond. First round knockout. Tap in. This is my man. doing his thing for sure. And I appreciate everybody for tapping in, for sharing, for subscribing. Much love to you guys. I got a whole slew of dope-ass guests coming on all for the next year. So uh, get ready for that, man. Much love to you guys. Stay up. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.